0: Blighty day fiance. We have a very particular set of skills.
1: <laughs> Which are
0: <laughs> recapping <laughs>
1: Is is that especially particular? Snarkin <laughs> I think there's probably other people that do that. To be fair, Liam Neeson and Taken didn't have that particular a set of skills, did he? It was sort of hitting people.
0: I don't think he even had that particular accent, but... <laughs> <laughs> if you're just joining us, which presumably you are, because this isn't live and it's the... Beginning. It's the beginning. Yeah. My name is Michelle.
1: They might have started in the middle and gone back to the, to, to the top. <laughs> I'm Robin, hello. Uh,
0: I'm American. I'm not. He's British. Yep. We live in England. We do. And this episode is our recap of the darling of the 90 Day Multiverse. The the, heir to the throne. The newest of the franchise. Uh, 90 Day Fiance, UK. This is season one, or series one. And it's episode eight, I believe, here in the UK. In America, it's something else. The title... I've
1: just realized something. Yeah. Um, 90 Day Fiance UK. Why are we not calling it 90 to fuck? (laughs) 90 to fuck? We're calling it 90 to fuck from now on.
0: Probably French Connection owns that copyright or something (laughs) like that.
1: (laughs) Nah, it's 90 to fuck. Welcome to our recap of 90 to
0: fuck. Question mark. Exclamation point.
1: Um, what was the title of this one?
0: The title of this one, thank you for putting the train back on the track, is uh, Please Just Don't Embarrass Me.
1: Or Just Please or Don't just Embarrass please Me. Please Don't
0: Embarrass Me. It's one of those.
1: Did I just embarrass you by correcting you? That?
0: No, you didn't. All right. Um, yeah. Here we are.
1: (laughs) Here we are. We're back in the garden, which is nice. Uh, The heat wave uh, in the UK has uh, sort of come to a close. Um, There's some residual damage. We were on a little trick-trot around the park earlier, and all of the pavements are completely cracked and smashed like Godzilla's been on a mad rampage. Um, You know, everything's sort of dead and and withered. Uh, Grass is scorched to fuck. Yep. So essentially we're coming to you from a post-apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland. Um, but our microphones work and that's all that matters. You know.
0: Yeah, we're here. It's bright and breezy in the little summer house and, and it feels good. We're back in, in our little space. You're picking on me like a stage mother before we start recording, making sure I'm at my best. <laughs> um, now I want you to go out there <laughs> and shine. yeah it's good it all feels good um i wanted to start if i may with some listener mail please or listener post as uh yeah let's not
1: gender the correspondence
0: not gender it oh i see okay fine somebody will find that funny i don't all the dads (laughs) Okay, so this is from Nova via Instagram. She says, I found you through Reality Gaze. You're both hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. Suppose, I mean, uh, presumably she's talking about me and Reality Gaze. Ah, Not you and me.
1: I think that's probably (laughs) an astute observation.
0: I'm just clowning. You know I love you. I was, don't... (laughs) (laughs) Two, I was just in the UK about two weeks ago and I just died at your take on prawn salad sandwiches. My fiancé and I mistakenly ordered one for room service and we're still talking about how bad that fucked us up mentally, (laughs) physically, and emotionally. We're not doing well and they added so many capers to it, which was especially disturbing.
1: Uh, Literally crime capers. Um, The (laughs) capers... The, the the capers are there to cover up the taste of of the water buggies, um, which honestly, if the capers hadn't been there, it would have. Been, I, I don't even know that you'd have been able to send that message via the gram. Um, yeah, it's everywhere. Um, we seem to think that like seafood in sandwiches is acceptable. And I'm I'm not sure it is, but it's the mayonnaise that does it for me. The devil's jism on everything. So. Gross. Totally gross.
0: And you guys might think that we're making a big deal out of nothing, but you can buy prawn salad sandwiches at a gas station.
1: Yeah. There used to be this idea that they were sort of for the posh and elite. Uh, there was, um, he was the captain, I think, of Manchester United, a player called Roy Keane. Soccer. Roy
0: Keane.
1: Roy Keane. Okay, well, that, that's Ted Lasso, that's Roy
0: <laughs> Roy Kent. That's Roy Kent, but
1: yeah, to be honest, some inspiration there, I think. Roy Keane was a very very angry, aggressive Irish man, um, and he continues to be an angry, aggressive Irish man, um, but he didn't like uh, the fact that uh, some of the fans weren't supporting the club the way that he wanted them to, and he blamed the influx of of wealthy uh, you know, Londoners, really, um, and he called them the prawn sandwich brigade, sitting up there in the posh seats um and uh, everyone at the time i I think found it quite funny the idea that a prawn sandwich to roy Keane was the epitome of posh um so no prawn sandwich is not not posh
0: No. no um on the topic of seafood we did have a very interesting uh poll i've decided to do weekly polls on our socials now the words are not exactly alike uh On Instagram and Twitter because Twitter has restrictions on characters, etc. Um curtailing your freedom. Exactly. Freedom of speech. Um If only Elon Musk had bought it, eh? (laughs) The less less said about that the better, mostly because I don't. (laughs) 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 Oh God, can you guys tell it's a bank holiday Monday? All right. So I'm going with the, with the Twitter version rather than the Instagram. Um, the question this week was, what's the best entry-level seafood and hike scenario? This, of course, is based on uh, Katie and Alejandro's beautiful romantic engagement. Um, it's universally agreed that octopus cocktail is not a good precursor
1: it isn't. I want to see that scene recut with the soundtrack to Bridesmaids. You know the scene where <laughs> <laughs> I just want that playing in the background. Oh,
0: God bless! Congratulations to Katie and Alejandro, by the way. Right, um, still together, still going strong, still the uh, the beating heart of the of the franchise.
1: My heart beat. But it's a different couple, <laughs> and, yeah.
0: Um. So the question is, what's the best entry-level seafood and hike scenario? The options were fish and chips and a pub crawl, fish sticks and a treadmill, fried shrimp or popcorn shrimp as it's known colloquially, and a city walk. And fish fillet walk of shame. <laughs> <laughs> is, is the walk
1: of shame <laughs> the walk back from the counter at the McDonald's because you've ordered the
0: fillet-o-apostrophe-fish? Now, you know I like a fillet-o-apostrophe-fish. Very popular. No mayonnaise, extra pickles. Yeah. The, the
1: advert in the UK. Did you get the same ad in the States?
0: No, we didn't.
1: Are you familiar with the one I'm talking about? Um all these people order these different things. And it finished with this like really like from Hasidic Jew in like the full regalia going and fish for my wife. And it, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was pretty full on for, you know, for the chosen people. Um, that is, I, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. That was the preference for my
0: wife. That's brilliant. Yeah. Next time we go to McDonald's, can you please, please <laughs> dress up? <laughs> no. Let's see if they get it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's unsurprisingly fish and chips and pub crawl was the most popular option there. I, I do support that. I think that's quite good. Although, if you ask me, which nobody has, um, a country walk... Mm. After fish and chips, or even better, a seaside walk after fish and chips. A seaside beach.
1: walk during fish and chips. Yes. Right? Porter fish and chips in one of those little cones.
0: Oh, I want to go to the beach now. Um instead of the beach, should we go to Botley? Oh
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. Let's do that. Let's go to the place. The sacrificial lamb of the UK intended for bombing. Operation
0: Starfish.
1: Operation Starfish. Uh, (laughs) Let's uh, catch up with what's happening in Operation Starfish 2, the second blitz. (laughs) (laughs) That is
0: so dark. So we're back in Botley. Now, uh, in the interest of time, there are so many Easter eggs in this apartment. There are so many little... Uh, show don't tell moments we're going to save some of those for social media just so that we can get through this segment with some expediency because there is a lot to cover
1: but know that we did put ourselves through the hell of pausing and rewinding the discovery Plus. and by the way we do pay we are primo uh, Discovery Plus uh, pays. We're very happy to yes. pay for this stuff. But mm-hmm. Gareth in the IT department still hasn't sorted the app out. It is impossible to rewind and pause for us. So it takes an awful lot of time and effort and trouble and shouting and screaming and gnashing and wailing. Um, but oh boy, oh boy, if you want to zoom in on some of the stuff there, it's a treat for the eyes.
0: Yep. So we'll have, we'll do a couple segments there for you on the, on the socials on what's Specifically, there. Um, but we got to I, talk about the the lists on the
1: walls, on the windows, right?
0: Yeah, we do. Um, or at least the "Take Pills One Before Bedtime" one, which is which reads "Take Pills One Before Bedtime." Okay. Un, which is underscored or underlined rather. L <laughs> i <"L-I> space <laughs> s In quotation marks, W slash O, presumably the abbreviation for without, although we don't know, could be different. In all caps, new fetus.
1: Winky face.
0: You think it's a winky face. I think it's a smiley face.
1: Could be either. So uh, (laughs) let's recap the recap. Take pills, one before bedtime, (laughs) only S -S 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 without new fetus. Now... It feels intrusive, in a way, to be discussing this, because bills are involved, and I don't want to be kind of, you know, nuzzling into people's, like, medical whatnots, but there's a close-up on a TV show we're recapping, so we need to get to the bottom of this, and um, there is code-breaking to be done.
0: Also, we are not in any way, shape, or form mocking Christine's English. This is her second language.
1: We don't know that she wrote it, either. We...
0: We don't know that she wrote it. I rather suspect she did. But this is, I really just don't understand what this says.
1: There's two contrasting theories, right? So if fetuses are involved, all right, the only two pills I can think of are birth control pills. Mm -hmm. So take a birth control pill before bedtime, unless without new fetus. But the without is what throws That's
0: what's confusing, yeah.
1: Or Viagra take pills one before bedtime unless without new fetus i mean that kind of literally stands up
0: (laughs) let us know what your theories are listeners um if you can get a handle on what i'm assuming is a is some manner of birth control method uh let us know experts at bletchley (laughs) (laughs)
1: they are hard at work (laughs) round the clock on on deciphering this one They're, they're also trying to decipher if you want boom boom keep clean which is fucking brilliant and i think should be um for me that is maybe now the world's greatest motivational poster like better than a picture of like a whale flipping its tail in an ocean or someone staring at the horizon like for a motivational poster if you want boom boom keep clean we'll pretty much do it i think
0: that is the only word art that i will allow in our house. <laughs> yeah. And i'm starting to think that the um if if you haven't been listening to us for a long time for the duration of this UK series, we are running a little competition uh for reviews wherever you listen to your podcast, so rate us and review us. The reviews that make us laugh the most will get a complimentary tote bag. Handmade and hand designed. Uh, handmade and hand designed by you, by me. Um, <laughs> one of them might have if you want. Boom, boom. Keep clean.
1: Who wants? <laughs> a, who wants a dirty tote bag?
0: <laughs> I just think I I really appreciate that. Um, so, do we want to? go to the meeting with jimmy
1: yeah let's do it in the pub. Lo- loads of stuff about christianianianian's young, young, room and everything but i feel like we've we've done all that um sort of feel like we've done jimmy as well one of those scenes where look what i take from it mainly is that christine is fucking awesome and can handle herself and i love the girl she's amazing i particularly liked i'm um, her, her grasp of the english language is is brilliant because when he asks that question she's like it's a shit question that is uk grade swearing and i'm here for it i was well impressed
0: yeah i would say um jimmy's tact is on par with his oral hygiene right um
1: except there were no gaps in his questions (laughs) (laughs) he didn't leave any space any wriggle room
0: it's just a rude question, and honestly, even if he was put up to it by production, he mm. should have refused, because that's a very hurtful... It's famously a no-no, you don't ask that. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter, and as we've said before, Christian, Ian, 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 is Sean's son, whether it's biological or not, that's what they've agreed with their family, and that's it's not for uh, it's not up for debate no okay so it's fucking shit question as she says <laughs> yeah um i think the upshot of this conversation though which was overshadowed by that uh very very rude line of of speculation and questioning is just how much Sean was suffering in terms of his mental health.
1: He uses, he says depression himself. I I think Jimmy says he was depressed and and I'm pretty sure that Sean says it himself. I I think it's pretty clear to anyone watching the show this is a man who's been in tremendous pain. Um, Right. And she didn't know.
0: No, she didn't have any idea of the sacrifice that, he was making, I think. Now, that doesn't detract from the fact that he is financially abusing her. Right. Because it's not just, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't let you know every single detail of my life. I think it's quite obvious that he purported himself to be and represented himself as someone who was of substantially a higher means than he is. Yeah, it's, just, you know,
1: have this money, oh, computer, you need that, have have that too, not a problem, have a bit extra, buy yourself something nice. All of that is, although I know it comes from a place of, like, love and he wants to treat her and stuff, it, it also, it tells a story, doesn't it? And the story he's telling there is a fictional story of a man he is not.
0: Yeah, it's... And it's absolutely excruciating. It's so clear that she loves him, that she cares for him very deeply, that he loves her. And um, as they're having carbonara and steak, respectively, it's just so hard to watch, knowing that they're on this nice date and that he even says to camera that he's not gonna tell her tonight that he's, <laughs> that he's in uh, mountains of debt He's going to kick it down the road. Which is
1: more debt. <laughs> it's like emotional debt. Yep,
0: exactly. Um, exactly. And
1: and that's his whole problem, right? The most heartbreaking bit there is where she goes, once we've paid off my credit cards, you must get oh. yourself up. And it's just... It's it's not okay to do that to her. To, for her to think that that is the challenge they have to get over, because boy, they got a bigger challenge to get over. And like, don't put it off till tomorrow, dude. Everything she's been saying has been, let us confront our problems, and we love each other, and we can do it. Like that was your opportunity, and don't yeah. order the steak. <laughs> no, a it's a steak in an Italian restaurant, and I don't know if that's the best way to go. And b it's probably the most expensive thing on the menu.
0: She's thankful to God that she was chosen to love Sean. And I think that is extremely sweet. I do wish the best for him. I hope that together they can, uh, in fact, in the show notes, I might even post a link to a debt charity that I used to work with when I did volunteering uh, for the court base, because if you are in debt, if you're one of the few UK listeners still left who haven't dropped us because of things we've said about the North of England, (sighs) I do think it's so important to get help. Help is available. And please don't let shame or guilt or anything stop you from getting out of a difficult position. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It happens to more people than you would imagine. And the longer you leave it, the more problems it causes.
1: Yeah. The world is set up to fuck you. All right? The world is set up to get you in debt. We are all encouraged to do it. Um, so uh, falling prey to the trap that's been set for us all is not your fault.
0: And speaking of traps and prey, <laughs> shall we go to Scotland? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't know, like setting a trap for the Loch Ness Monster or something. No one has
1: ever set a trap. <laughs> For the Loch Ness Monster. How big would that trap have to be?
0: Okay, that's why nobody's found him.
1: Uh, All right? (laughs) Oh, is that your plan? You're going to set a trap for the Loch Ness Monster?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Stranger
0: things have happened.
1: How, what kind of trap is this going to be? Is this going to be like one of those really shit ones they have on Naked and Afraid, where they think if they put a pencil <laughs> under a rock, that Mr. Vol is going to go, Oh no, I've knocked over the stick and now I've crashed. Is that, which has literally, how many seasons of Naked and Afraid have there been? And not one animal has been caught that way.
0: I'm just thinking about, Mr. Vole in a three piece suit, yeah. very effete with his little monocle <laughs> <laughs> to rape sing through. <laughs> no, there was, but there was a story a while back about a, a whale or something that showed up in one of the locks in Scotland and it had some. Or maybe it was Norway. You can tell I was paying really (laughs) close attention. (laughs) And it had some Soviet, like, tag on it.
1: Yeah, no, that happens. Yeah, that happens, right? Yeah.
0: So I'm saying set a trap for the Loch Ness Monster, put a little camera on him or something. Right. Weaponize it. Give him
1: his own reality show. Or her. Are you listening to Discovery Plus?
0: Yeah, we'll call it... (laughs) (laughs) We'll call it looking for...
1: Lock who's talking.
0: <laughs> anyway. I hope um, you're listening, Discovery+. Plus. Anyway, um, Perth.
1: Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm backing away from the camera. Not the camera, it's a microphone. Jesus, tech savvy. Um, I'm backing away for a damn good reason. It's Callum! 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 Callum, Call- Callum! Where are the Mylar balloons? We promised ourselves that when Callum finally made an appearance, we would celebrate the moment. Callum! 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 Callum!
0: Callum! Callum.
1: Callum, Callum. Oh, oh! I
0: guess I
1: exist. No, you're not Callum. You're not
0: Callum. What are you doing here? What are you
1: doing here? Come on the mic. This is um this is Alfie. Alfie's not his real name, Alfie is the name we're gonna give him. Um he's returned from the wild. Say hello to all of our lovely listeners. Hi. Yeah, look, it's our little Lord Faulteroy. Um Fauntler. Well, it's more Faulteroy. Fa-
0: it, no, it's Fontleroy. <laughs> That's how it's spelled. In his
1: case, it's Faulteroy. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll
1: tell you what, this might be a good moment to do our glossary corner. Yes.
0: That's such a good idea. I saved it because we, I wanted to save it for him. Okay. And he's come through at exactly the right time. So if you sit next to, if you sit with daddy there.
1: Yeah, come come, sit on my lap, Alfie. His name's not Alfie. But that's okay. We're, that's it. He has but a. He's, bang into the microphone. That's the sound that people really want to hear.
0: He's fiercely private. <laughs> now, Alfie has just spent a month in America with his mom and her family. So he knows a thing or two about translating British terms into American. So if I, if I said to you, Alfie, that someone threw their dummy out of the pram, what do I mean when I say dummy? That's
1: hard to explain. (laughs) Um, I, 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 you, you'd mean, you'd mean something like a baby would suck on generally to keep them calm.
0: That's exactly right. It's like a pacifier or a passy in, in, uh, in the U.S., right? Yeah. And what, what's a pram? A pram is what you'd put, is what you'd,
1: again, to, to, um, to keep them pacified, calm. You, it, it, it's what you'd use to push a baby along.
0: That's exactly right. Pram is an abbreviation of perambulator, which is a stroller or a baby buggy.
1: So what do we mean, not not a water buggy, um, <laughs> what do we mean when we say throwing your dummy out of the pram or you might also say throwing your toys out of the pram? What do we mean by that? You mean kind of losing all patience or... Sanity or... <laughs> Flipping out, right? Flipping out. Having yeah. Having a tantrum like Having... a baby. Yes.
0: Yeah. And when... Um, so there's a scene where Richard arrives at Kathleen's estate. Now, in America, an estate can mean a couple of things. It can mean your your property goods. money worldly goods we also use that here of course but when you think of an estate in london what what are you thinking of or in england even
1: i think of a block of flats
0: yep and flats are also known as Partners. that's exactly right right so it's it's
1: kind of when he says he's going to her estate it's like he's going to her block Right. Yep. Her hood. Yeah. It doesn't mean there's nothing else intended by that.
0: No, it's not uh, It's not used in a satirical way or anything like that. We, t- I, th- I thought maybe somebody might get that mixed up and and read that the wrong way. So that
1: brings us to the end of this week's Glossary Corner with Alfie. Um, do you know any Scottish translations? Nope. Then you're no good to us. Be gone. <laughs>
0: So, returning to Scotland, minus the Loch Ness Monster, um, we meet Callum, who lives with his mum, Caroline. She says she's never had a daughter, but he does the things that a daughter would do. Um, bit heteronormative there, but that that's all right. Anyway, he's uh, he's nice.
1: He's the free entertainment. He's the free entertainment. Not that free. How much is it that uh, is it a million? That is estimated half a million. Is it to raise a child, like the lifetime cost of raising a child?
0: Oh God, let's not get into that. Uh, anyway, I mean, Alfie's
1: already set us back a few. <laughs>
0: Alfie's just getting started. He's going to start demanding appearance fees next for doing Shit. Vocabulary Corner. You should have thought it. We should have thought of that ahead of time.
1: When you will start to hear ads on this podcast, um, it's so that we can
0: pay Alfie. So you didn't like Callum's Friends. You felt like they were... I, I think that they were being direct, and I liked that it was direct questions like, how do you know he's not catfishing you? Or how do you know this isn't a scam? I appreciated that because I'm used to, in the uh, American version, the original recipe, it's always couched in something like, so, uh, had they always wanted to come to America? Or, we haven't had a Southern person in a long time. I think it's probably more like, so... How long have they wanted to come over yeah. to steal our cheese from Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I am over-egging it a little Alfie, bit.
1: You didn't hear this. Alfie got into a lot of trouble in America. He had um, he had a sandwich in his place, and it was no mayonnaise, um, bacon and tomato and tomato and cheddar. Uh-huh. And he into, uh huh. And he he bites into this and exclaims rather loudly, Ah, oh, American cheese is awful. <gasps> that was the exact sound from the woman behind him. She literally gosh, she went, Oh!
0: <gasps> this is, to put this in context, his mother's family is from the Midwest. So yeah. we're talking about the heart of, of Dairyland. <gasps> yeah, it's. <laughs> That is a faux pas if ever I've heard and, one.
1: And he's not sure if she was just shocked that he had attack, <laughs> attacked American cheese, which... which <laughs>
0: um, uh, Excuse me. American cheese is delicious. It
1: is. Del- when are is... I'm still
0: recovering from the uh, grilled cheese sandwich I had last night. I, uh, I'll put it that yeah. way.
1: Um, or that there was a, a little English kid in, in their diner. He doesn't know which it was, but he thinks he might be on a list somewhere now.
0: Probably thought it was like Damien... To be honest, that's probably their their closest frame of reference. Although I guess Harry Potter kind of came. He after needs a that. haircut right now.
1: When I take <laughs> him for a haircut, I'm going to just ask if they can go extra tight in the uh, in the <laughs> in the forehead numbers area, and we'll have a look.
0: Um. So back to Callum. Callum has very long hair. Uh, it's usually in a top knot. I just noticed that right away when he had his little pajama party and his hair was down and he was talking to his friends. Anyway, his story is he met Marvin, who is from the Seychelles. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't know because I don't go on those kind of luxury holidays, but oh, uh, it's I very- I love to go to yeah, the Seychelles. Yeah, that is where um, I believe Harry and Meghan went on their honeymoon, or maybe it was Kate and William it's a it's a famous um it's a famous spot the royals love it um anyway uh homosexuality has been illegal in the Seychelles up until was it 2016 I think that's I I did write it down you know what
1: honestly um pretty much illegal in this country until relatively recently and like the changes in my lifetime had just been astronomical um when i was still like you know young the age of consent for gay people was still 21 um and then i think they lowered it to 18 and then they finally matched it with you know the hetero age of 16 um but yeah i remember like a song by the band suede so we're going back to like early 90s and one of the lyrics is now you're over 21 so like it still would have been that then gay marriage obviously we all know has only been a relatively recent thing so before we get all kind of like it i i think you go back to the 60s and i think it was still criminalized in this country
0: I think it was crimi- it was criminalized in the eighties, wasn't it? I
1: don't think it was criminalized, no. But there were No, lots...
0: I'm sure it was because when You couldn't teach it in schools,
1: um and there was legislation about
0: You still can't teach it in some schools or people are still fighting it. Yeah. yeah. And when we say teach it uh, yeah, we mean acknowledge it. M- acknowledge it as... its existence. Yes, yeah. When you're yeah. doing like sex education. Um but yeah, damn. But I thought for sure when I was watching the Dennis Nilsen thing, part of what they were trying to charge him with, aside like when they couldn't get him for murder, there was some talk of getting him for sodomy instead or something like that.
1: It's possible. I look. I'm. I'm. I'm no expert. All I. All I know is that I grew up where the laws were very much set in a certain way. Now, I don't know what they're like in other places, but, like, before we sort of think that we're this, you know, tremendously enlightened West, it's it's pretty recent history. And I, I remember going on pride marches to bring some degree of, of, of parity. But yeah, it's not like we've been great ourselves for a hell of a long time. But it is always shocking to hear that things were still illegal <laughs> as recently as that. And of course, there are many places in the world where it continues to be illegal.
0: Yes. Um, and we're hoping for a day when everyone has the right to love who they love.
1: Everyone does have the right to love who they love. But legally...
0: I- a, a- yeah. Protected. I'm hoping legal for a day right. when,
1: yeah, the the law catches up with the innate right.
0: Um, moving on. Marvin is a warm, lovely, nice guy who treats Callum like a princess. Yeah. He has the same. Callum has the same socks as Robin. I just wanted to point out you have those happy socks. He we would appear those. to be a
1: happy socks fan. Um, my happy socks collection is, is pretty monstrous now. Um, I'm a big fan of the brand.
0: Yes. If you want to sponsor us. (laughs) I
1: hate undies. You can do one, undies. It's Happy Socks all the way.
0: Um, Unless (laughs) you want to pay us, in which case we'll wear whatever you want. Um, So mum says that she thinks that it will go well as long as Callum sees real life and not life through rose-tinted glasses. Callum, at various points, asserts his... Ability to quote sniff out when somebody's being fake. I don't know. He's he's very is he in his 20s? I missed the age. He strikes me as someone who's if he's in his 30s, he's a very young in his 30s. No, I
1: think I think he's in his like early mid 20s. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's no comment on your skin is immaculate, Callum. I think we all are desperate to know your skincare routine and hair care routine for that matter. Um, but I mean, I couldn't, if you waved a red flag in front of me, like a bull, I would be, Yeah, I would go right for it at that age. Oh yeah. Um, and I almost certainly did, you know,
1: everyone thinks they're a good judge of character. It's very rare that people go, I'm an absolutely... I can't tell... You see, I think maybe you get to that with age. Like, you know, I, I've i got a few years on Callum and I know that I'm a terrible judge of most things by this point. Like, experience and knowledge is essentially learning that you know nothing. Um, but you're right, when you're that age, you think that you have all the answers to everything. He He's a rubbish judge of, of character. But Marvin does seem nice. We haven't met him properly yet, but they both seem really... Oh, there's a life and a joy and give me some joie on my screen any day. So, you know what, Callum, if you want to be a little bit naive, be a little bit naive. That's my take on it.
0: What I'm concerned about is that the the clips that have been presented to us, and we know that editing often involves misdirection, right? But the clips that we've seen kind of make it look like this is a, not entirely one-sided, but maybe that one person has much stronger feelings than the other. They have sold us pretty hard on Callum's expecting an engagement. Well, we've been expecting and Callum to be on the bloody show. Yes, that, that might have an effect on it as my, well.
1: My real worry is them coming in on episode eight. You know, it, it doesn't I suggest know, to me there's it, a lot of... It uh, doesn't
0: bode very well, does no. it? Um We're crossing our fingers and toes for you, Callum. It looks like you've got a lot of supportive friends around you who are willing to be honest with you, unlike Emma, who um, seems to have quite a shortage of friends who are willing to kind of hold up a mirror to what's happening in her life.
1: But there is a palpable difference here, in the sense like there is no other than that one should perhaps be automatically a little bit suspicious. There's no reason to think that Marvin's, like, you know, in this for the wrong reasons, whereas in Emma's case, like, it's pretty, pretty damn clear. We'll get to that. We'll get to that.
0: Yeah, we will get to that. Um, I I remain open-hearted, open-minded about Marvin. I just think, and again, we've been presented with quite a few storylines this year where, One person thinks that they're in one kind of relationship and the other person I am, of course, thinking about, and I I hate to bring his name into this beautiful sacred space of ours, but Bible Ben and Mahagoni, um, you know, obviously had very different ideas about what kind of relationship they were having. Now they're engaged, apparently. I don't believe that for a second, by the way, but... um, you know what I'm saying they're they're kind of they're they're planting the seeds for uh, a certain kind of flower to bloom
1: which are the seeds that i personally find get stuck in my teeth and i don't particularly enjoy (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah it's an inherent part of the 90 day thing right that is all the storylines are always going to be about that what i like from 90 day is watching these people come together and watching them see how to figure it out i'm much more interested though when they do start on the same page because the challenges of moving to another country and that Damoclean sword of the ninety days hanging over their heads, and all that stuff is fascinating to me. The whole ooh, questionable motives thing—it never seems right.
0: No, and I agree with you completely in that. And I, I think the the most compelling relationships to watch, and the ones that we get the most invested in, are the ones that surprise us. You know, I think the the stronger an identity. Uh, I, th- I think the more, sorry, I'm trying to phrase this in, a, in the right way. You're much better with metaphors than I am, but I, I think the more out of water the fish is. Yeah the more compelling the story is love and
1: a good fish out of water yes story.
0: and often that comes from having two people with very strong cultural identities
1: yeah but i don't like it when the fish goes i prefer my old waters your waters are shit <laughs> right what i like is when the fish is like ah oh, these are interesting waters i don't quite know how to swim in them um can i eat this uh this barnacle? yeah that's fascinating to me like i I I will watch any fish-out-of-water movie. My dream movie is like a caveman being transported to the modern day and having to, like, figure out how to use an iPhone. That, that thrills me, absolutely thrills me, storylines like that. So, you know, if we can have one of those where Marvin is just a little bit sort of flummoxed by life in Scotland, which is, you know, those are some pretty fishy waters in Scotland. Those are very different.
0: Yep, that's a very st- – now, I don't know about Perth because I haven't been, but I've been to um – edinburgh and very glasgow br- very briefly and uh, those cities both have pretty strong cultural identities yeah yeah so that'll be
1: absolutely fascinating i can't wait for that but like forgive us dear listeners if if we get a little bored of the whole eh, motives question because it's never that interesting
0: no and we're always gonna try and bob and weave past that when we can I just want to say that the fish that you were <laughs> voicing earlier sounds like Mr. Guppy from Bleak House. Is he a fish? <laughs> well, now I think it's... I, I mean, first I was like, oh, that's that character from Bleak House whose name I can't remember. And then I just realized it was Guppy. So you, as usual, masterfully, uh, you know... Channel
1: Dickens, Channel
0: Dickens, right. and uh, I like
1: to think of myself as and, the
0: and made right the and made whole the metaphor that I was seeking to create, so this is
1: I complete you,
0: yeah, you do, you are my heartbeat. <laughs> so we're going wedding dress shopping,
1: yay, again my favorite bit of the show um,
0: I will. Say one thing nice, which is that she wore a white bra. Nobody on TV <laughs> seems to ever wear a white bra to a wedding dress shop.
1: <laughs> actually, you know what, that's true. Or wear a strapless one or something, right? But they always wear black bras under the white dresses. Yep, and yep.
0: sometimes it's even a sports bra, and it's just, anyway. To be fair, they're on telly
1: in their bra. Right? You want something, you don't want anything too fancy in that maybe you do
0: it's just for trying on anyway it doesn't matter this isn't say yes to the dress uh, um i personally hate everything that she tried on i don't think i i I believe i've said this before uh i will not i will die on this hill <laughs> not everyone can wear white white right okay I didn't wear white No And
1: not just for that whole, you know, you've been around the block a few times thing uh, It's well, not that
0: excuse me <laughs> it's No, not it's not it's, that It just
1: doesn't work with some people it just doesn't work No,
0: it really doesn't You have to have a very specific complexion and it's not one that you have to cover with Tin Man makeup No in order to uh, feel <laughs> confident in your own skin.
1: The kind of wedding dress I really hate that you see quite a lot of, maybe it's very voguish, is the uh, the Grecian toga look.
0: Well, to be fair, that's a really flattering shape on on most women.
1: I remember on the last series of Married at First Eye Australia, mm-hmm. um, who's the brunette who's really pretty? What's her name with the dark hair? does the podcast with Domenica.
0: Oh, uh, Ella.
1: Ella. Yeah. She's not an unattractive woman by any stretch, but the kind of come straight out of clash of the Titans. Look that she was rocking was just awful.
0: I loved it. (laughs) I thought she looked beautiful and she's someone who can wear white. Um, yeah. Anyway, none of these is particularly remarkable. This exercise ostensibly is about getting her daughter ready for the wedding um kenzie who has now
1: entered the pantheon of pretty reasonable 90 day kids right yeah you get them from time to time these kids that seem to have their heads screwed on so much more than the parents but she's all right by us
0: yeah it worries me too that she's a bit of a parentified child um in a lot of ways yeah. um emma's super classy Hindu chicks and dicks theme i'm not sure she thought carefully about that one before putting it out there
1: hey you can judge the number of inflatable penises that <laughs> there were around our house uh after your Hindu was was really quite astonishing particularly because little alfie not his real name um was like oh an inflatable thing to play with and would just run around the house with a big blow up dick in his hand for ages. I he knew it was a dick. It was funny.
0: Yeah. And it was it was not um the size of a pool floaty, no. to be fair. It, it was wasn't a
1: modestly sized blow up dick. It was um yeah. <laughs> Maybe I haven't been blown up enough. <laughs>
0: um everyone's enjoying their blue drink which we know they love in the north
1: oh the letters again it's an atletico mints deep card i know that the venn diagram of people that listen to this podcast and atletico mints is like us but um we'll just say alsatians and blue drink
0: um yeah so her friend asks if they're going to have sex emma says some people think it's weird that they haven't had sex so they they have only met in person once. In Bodrum. In Bodrum. Um, Notable, I think they have a statue there now of the Silva Twins. Yeah. Because it's where
1: they manifested. The statue keeps (laughs) falling over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like the one of, like, Saddam Hussein that was pulled down by people. That that happens. They, they keep putting it back up again and it <laughs> skitters about
0: again. Oh, God bless.
1: They also, on a regular basis, have to, like, re-chisel the statues and change their appearance.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it must be whittled down to nothing. Yeah. We love Darcy, by the way, and Stacey, to a lesser extent, but we are <laughs> huge Darcy fans.
1: And yeah, they love Laurie and...
0: Yes, we do. Um, So, yeah, that's where Emma and Hossein last saw each other in person. They haven't had sex yet. Um, It's not looking like that's going to be a likely possibility for them because it's all gone down on a text message.
1: On text message. Um, Little Alfie is... um playing with the dogs right now so we can't get him in i don't know that he'd be an expert on the dropped uh, definite article that you encounter in some parts of northern britain um to explain uh particularly in that part of the world in yorkshire they often drop the word the right yes now sometimes you get a little t- sound uh sometimes there's a different noise isn't there it's more a
0: I think if I was teaching someone how to drop the definite article, I would say, (laughs) and anyone who's listening to us in the North of England now hate listening to us is go is going, what does this bitch know? You know, like, uh, but I would say, imagine something's getting caught in the back of your throat instead of saying, for example, down the road, down road down
1: road yeah, yeah. There's a, a almost it's there but and i'll be honest with you it makes a lot of sense like language evolves there's no need to say the oh, word totally because we all know it should be there so it's no different from the way like we have apostrophes to allied words it's just i'd like to think that they're about 100 years ahead
0: i agree completely um
1: but you do get a lot of d- road. Yeah,
0: so don't feel like that's... If you're American and you're watching with subtitles, which many of you are, I understand, and I look, I'm with you. I can't understand what she says most of the time. Um, Don't come for Gareth. uh, (laughs) Don't come for Gareth. For the Discovery
1: Plus app. There's no problem with your audio encoding. You are not dropping uh, syllables.
0: That's exactly right. Um, So apparently he said... Hossein said that Emma was old and fat, and she said he's got a small cock.
1: Now, does she know that he's got a small cock? I mean, they haven't had sex. Maybe she's seen the cock. Maybe she's based her assumptions about the size of his cock on the uh, presumed enormous amounts of steroids that he takes to achieve that body physique, possibly uh, not substantiated. Um, Or maybe it's just the sort of thing he's saying in an argument.
0: Yeah, you know, I'd I'd sort of – I'd like to get an expert like Jake Anthony to weigh in on that, on whether that – what the possibilities are yeah, as we, regards size. We
1: don't have the penile shining. No, we no, don't. No, no. Um, I suspect that. I've got my suspicions. What I will say is that while she can say – you've got a small cock, which is sort of, you know, just something you might say in a fight. I don't think you can can walk back, you're old and fat. Right, right. I just don't think you can. Like, that's the sort of thing that you say when it is in your head, right? That means it's in his head. That means he does care about these things. That means it's always going to be there. I don't know how you get over that.
0: And again, I don't think... (sighs) I don't think the substance of their conversations has amounted to much beyond, I love you, you're beautiful, I can't wait to see you, things like that. Yeah. Um, How that can sustain anyone for six years. I mean, we have a very distinct impression that he's talking to many other women Um, so I think this is all in a day's work for him and dropping one isn't necessarily going to, Yeah, I mean, it's just control V, right? Right.
1: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's easy to sustain these conversations when you're cutting and pasting them out of a, uh, man's textbook.
0: Right. Possibly. The other thing that I wanted to bring up, and this didn't, uh, make it into vocabulary corner this week, but she says, Emma says, I'm not going to let anyone call me somewhat bad. And not give it back.
1: Now, summit bad is not like when international leaders get <laughs> together and don't reach an accord on the environment. That's not That's not what that means.
0: No, so summit, which is often spelled S-U-M-M-A-T, means something. I think you can tell by the context yeah. there. It's not submit. No, it's not submit. I think that's Nothing why I to wanted to make the... <laughs> Draw the distinction there so that nobody got confused and thought that she was maybe talking, trying to talk about...
1: Jenny and Sumit.
0: Jenny and Sumit. No. I've Although I do wonder what her opinion would be on them. But yeah, anyway, they're not talking. Um, she said that if he doesn't get... If he doesn't reestablish communication in the next couple of days, there's not going to be a wedding. Again, this tiff seems like the tip of a ginormous iceberg.
1: Yeah, like I said, it's like a racial slur or something. If that comes out of your mouth, that means it's in your head. That means you're an arsehole.
0: Yeah, and what does it say about her and how she feels about herself? No. I mean, you know, I go... But I go back and forth with with this, because on on the one hand, I think anyone who lets a man in particular that they're in a relationship with speak to her like that. And I have no doubt at all because of the, because of how blase she is about the whole thing. I have no doubt that that's not the first time he's said something like that to her or,
1: or, or other people.
0: Perhaps. Right. Or worse. Yeah. Right. And on the one hand, I feel very, very sad for her that she, that her self-esteem is so low that she thinks it's okay for, and she has said frequently, you know, that she thinks that he's way out of her league and things of that nature. It's like, she feels like she has to constantly acknowledge that he's better looking than her, which I mean, it, 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 it's sad, but on the other hand, Her behavior is also very predatory. She's talking about bringing this guy over essentially so that she can show him off at clubs, right? Yeah. That's what it's coming down to. This isn't somebody who, like, her daughter is pretty much grown. Yeah. This isn't somebody that she's talking about building a life with and, you know, who's going to muck in and uh, help her... As she nears retirement age, and I say this, I think she's younger than you, unfortunately, but man, that is, that's one of the hardest 40-somethings I've i have ever seen.
1: It's as if she started off with 20. <laughs> oh,
0: God bless. <laughs>
1: it's like a golf handicap.
0: No, but I... I think that if she were a man and he were a woman, I would automatically be of the opinion that this is a predatory scumbag trying to bring someone over to be a show-off. So I don't want the fact that she's a woman. Hey,
1: if both sides are going into this like open, like he knows he's the eye candy, she knows she's the bank balance as well, I don't have a real problem with it. Do I have a problem with it from televisual kind of like watching it? It's not what I come to the show for really I take a few episodes of this sort of nonsense but ultimately like (sighs) kenny and armando is what we want from a love story right of
0: course we want
1: people that really want to be together
0: katie and alejandro people who are really prepared to jump out of the familiar waters and into the new fish pond right um Talking of which people who are willing to assimilate, should we talk about Kath and, and Richard? Yeah. Um, so there's so much to talk about here. And again, I don't want to go into to all of this beat for beat. Um, papa, Kathleen's papa, is not particularly keen on Richard so much to the extent that he ignores him when they arrive
1: bold move like the topless audition is balls out from uh from papa kathleen though right
0: yeah yeah that's a uh, that is a
1: power move
0: yeah um that whole thing it's nice he's brought them he's brought mama and papa some jewelry uh odd choice of a gift to give kathleen in front of her parents for Felt slightly Look, inorganic again, there.
1: Clap my yeah, maybe inorganic. You might be right, actually. But classic Richard, right? Doing well, doing well, doing well. Foot absolutely buried up to the arse in shit. Like how he can put his foot, how he can throw away a winning hand like he does time and time again is just ugh.
0: And that's exactly it. And look, I'm not expecting him to be a choir boy, but he seems to understand, you know, when she talks to him about how she has neighbors and she, oh my God, but y'all, when Alfie came back... (laughs) We have had to, like, work with him on controlling the volume of his voice. We're
1: going to lose our American listeners there. You're a, a bit loud.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a... I think that is a known quantity. It happens to me every time I go back to America. I have... I'm sort of alluded to this before. I have some some sensory sensitivities. And just dealing with the conversational volume is like putting me next to a jet engine sometimes. I cannot believe how loud people are. Um, And when they visit and when they come over here, uh, it's a similar thing. Family members of mine, I have to kind of gently I'm right next to you. you know coach do <laughs> a conversational volume and anyone who's traveled abroad knows you can spot an American a mile off and it's usually because of the volume yeah um so yeah our-
1: that sounds pejorative it's not right it's no one's fault this no. is literally just a weird cultural difference but it doesn't play very well. And and so I guess there's a cultural difference then between the UK and the Philippines as well, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Although I think it's less of a cultural difference and more of a she doesn't want him getting I think that was her reading between the lines saying please don't get drunk in front of my family, I think so. right? Um, Although I 100% believe that she's worried about the volume and that the neighbors might be impacted by that. I
1: think she's worried the neighbors is going to hear the kinds of things he says, actually.
0: Yeah, there's that too. And so, um, very, now look, there is a comment here.
1: Well, can we do the nice bit first? I lolled and ruffled at the bed not fitting in the room. That, oh, that was
0: incredible. That
1: is delightful. Him going, uh, yeah, look, look, it completely fits. Perfectly observed beat. Door might not open.
0: That was sensational. Yeah. I.
1: That's what we come to Richard and Kathleen for. Right? Yes. That's what we love when we watch their storyline. That partly is why I will say we've given Richard quite a big old slice of benefit of the doubt pie, right? Mm-hmm. It. Oh, man. The, look at the menu. There is no more pie. <laughs> that, the pie is all gone.
0: <sighs> no. pie,
1: pie went the second this delightful acronym came out of his mouth.
0: Um. You know what? I don't want to say it. I don't want to repeat that part because I really feel that it was disgusting and I don't think that it bears repeating essentially they're meeting with Kathleen's friend Jen and they're having the same conversation that's been had a couple of times about how, um, she doesn't want her friend to be made a slave or, uh, or a maid, um, things of that nature. And this is where this is where we get to the material that I think we can talk about or that I think is worth.
1: Well, hang on. I want to stick on the acronym for one second. I don't want to say it either, but I wanted, I haven't Googled it. I sort of want to Google it to know if this is something that other people say or whether he's invented it. Not that I necessarily think it makes it worse if he's invented it, but I wouldn't mind knowing if he's invented it, because if he has, that's disturbing. Um, if he's just repeating this laddish banter, and again, if you remember our first podcast, we were speaking about like that kind of 90s lad culture. I mean, don't get me wrong, people would have said that in the 90s. They absolutely would have, and it would have been, oh, yeah, really funny, mate. Oh, get me another beer. But, oh, man, it's the... it's everything we've moved on from what i mostly annoyed me about this is that richard knows better because he's done to camera stuff where he has expressed that he is like much more literate emotionally literate and i hate the word woke but right you will know what we mean he's not he's not an idiot right so when you're meeting the friend why come out with this stuff like even he he said before he doesn't feel it but he's regressed to this thing where he feels the need to say it. To what, prove he's a man or something? Ugh.
0: Yeah, it is it is deeply upsetting. Um, and something that you said to me, Robin, as we were watching this is, he doesn't want a wife from another country. He wants a wife from the past.
1: Yeah, what, what I think people sometimes, you know, in, in our, our beautifully developed privileged West think is that people in other countries, um, because, you know, poverty is perhaps slightly more visible if, if not more, more rife is we think that like nothing's changed we think people in china still live like it's the ming dynasty or something but it has the internet's changed the whole world right so even though like things may not be culturally exactly the same in the philippines as they are in in britain like to expect her to be like a filipino woman from 1955 is fucking reductive and naive
0: yeah, I agree completely. And I think for what it's worth, there are, um, as you were saying that, I, I think it's not necessarily even restricted to, to countries. I I think a lot of women who join international dating sites perhaps come from what are called quote-unquote traditional backgrounds or backgrounds that observe traditional um, household roles. Uh, Or if you want to put it in Richard's terms, I don't think I'm sexist, but there's (sighs) jobs that girls like to do and jobs that boys like to do, and there's nothing I can do about that. Okay.
1: There are jobs that girls have to do and there are jobs that men refuse to do.
0: Yeah. yeah, like in your case it's <laughs> it's taking the bins out like No, but the point
1: is it's not no <laughs> one likes these jobs. Like no one gets like a hard on picking up socks, right? Women don't like to do these things. This idea that she will like to take care of him. She will agree to doing it, but wow, we're really pushing it a long way if we say that she adores the servitude.
0: Yeah, and and the point is made Repeatedly that She's not That this isn't going to be Some kind of test She's not going to be Kicked out Onto the street If she doesn't pick up His socks
1: Well as long as she does it The next day That was the other thing like, oh, you know, I forgot audience, about oh, that you, Yeah no it's fine If you don't want to If you, you know If you're not going to Pick up my socks That's not a problem and, and you're watching that And you're thinking Oh thank god he's saying What at least we hope Is his attitude And then he goes again Foot Wedges it even further Into the cesspit The foot goes deeper as long as she does it the next day
0: <sighs> It was hard to watch And it made me really sad Because um, I Now I still Maintain a bit of optimism here Again my optimism And my Faith in Richard does, Is not uh, Is not an endorsement Or um, a Tolerance of of what he's said and and how he's behaved or the way that he's but again i'm looking at actions here and i'm looking at the conversations that they have with each other about compromise things like that most importantly he openly and enthusiastically ate the dinner that she prepared
1: right so, okay, let's go back to, to the, the household then, out of that awful conversation with Jem, uh, wasn't it? Right. So, yeah, he did. He did do that. Um, and, like, you know, people, fans of the deep cut from the 90 day um, will remember Larry, the McDonald's worker?
0: <laughs> I – Larry has become – that is the only thing people remember him for, yeah. because he was so unremarkable – or unprepossessing. <laughs> yeah, um, that—that's how he stands out. But again, to ca- ultimate cringe. Yeah.
1: To clarify for anyone that's not familiar with that, there's this guy Larry goes out to. Do we remember the country?
0: It was. It was the Philippines. It was the Philippines. Yeah. Now, a,
1: a more rural part of the philippines i think like it's a village a fairly rural village right yeah the village essentially slaughters a pig for his arrival right um it might be the family but it seemed like a big extended local kind of family Mm -hmm. this is a big deal it's an expense and it was almost like a ritual right yeah they spit roast this pig like this is now Completely in the kind of the the context of normal foodery, right? This isn't like as a Westerner, a pork roast is <laughs> not weird. Now, like if he were Jewish or Islamic or something and didn't eat pork, I might buy that, but I don't believe that's the case. And like eat the fucking pig, dude. And he was like, he probably did that whole, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I guess it's because he saw the face, but it's like it's a pork roast it's a pig roast come on that is not what Richard does there Richard was a little bit worried about the
0: poo-poo yeah and you told me (laughs) (laughs) it's a reasonable question I don't know we need to talk about how dumb I am I've I believed that they removed the poo-poo before cooking it but you've told me they probably don't I don't think they do um I, what are they going to do? Are they going to send a
1: tiny little man in with a brush to scrub the inside of the I intestine? I don't know.
0: I th- look, there's openings at both ends, right? They may... That's all I'm saying. They can't
1: flush I'm, it. I'm, I'm thinking of the scale of this. Like, I, I don't <laughs> see someone taking every single tube of chicken intestine and putting it over, like, a valve and washing through the inside. Like, I just, I think that's a very expensive cut of meat if it takes that degree of processing.
0: I think it. I pass no judgment on the cuisine. I have eaten processed food that's way more horrifying than than any of that stuff. I think anyone who's eaten cheese out of a can, for example, <laughs> um, you know, you've got a lot more to worry about with that than than you do with with whole foods. That
1: my, my suspicion is, and again, um, our puglia, one of our dogs, is not going to like me for admitting this i'm not an expert on chicken biology um she is you know she could tell you every single bit of a chicken she's obsessed um my suspicion is there's not a lot of poo in a chicken's intestines because it's already come out as poo and maybe what you do is you don't feed it for a day or two before it's saddened oh i don't want to so there's no that. poo left that seems to be the logical way of making sure there's no poo in the intestine
0: um fun fact fun hog roast Related fact
1: Oh yeah, hog roast That's the phrase I was looking for Yeah That's like pork roast, pig roast Hog roast, hog roast
0: So my great, great aunt <laughs> Died at aged 14
1: Was she from the South? Yes, she was And sad
0: <laughs> Southern, yes This is another st- Southern story that ends sad In the old family tree In the old archives Which were, you know Passed down from generations uh, before people could read or write. Cause of death is listed as hog fire. <laughs> died in a hog fire. At that sounds
1: like a spell out 14. of Harry Potter.
0: Well, I was gonna if we if we were ever going to have uh, a daughter, I was going to name her after the the ancestor of mine who died in a hog fire.
1: It's not very auspicious.
0: No, but it was a great name. I, I won't th- say what it is.
1: I thought we were going to name her after my relative, who was this is this is bleak, right? London stories end and sad. Who was uh, very sadly murdered as a child, and and the man who murdered her was the last person to be hanged in the UK.
0: Now, don't everybody Google that and then try and find Robin's last name and try and find <laughs> pictures of him. We know there's a no. Couple- it's on my mom's side. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. All right. We'll be okay then. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, that is that's obviously um, the plan that superseded this because the the name of my ancestor has since uh, achieved an unpleasant oh. association. Is it Beyonce? <laughs> no. No. Okay. <laughs> it's uh no it's not um
1: well i think we're done i
0: think we are i
1: look richard will have to face his reckoning at some point and and make no mistake look we're on record as saying that um we want to see how the man actually behaves not just what he says but can color us deeply disappointed
0: yes we're we're not well i am mad Uh, But I'm more disappointed than anything else. I'm I'm a little bit sad. I'm hoping that this was, again, kind of heightened. Maybe they wanted him to say something.
1: It's showmanship. Um, It's showmanship, but it's not entertaining.
0: No, it isn't. And we shouldn't encourage it. Now, uh... There were some announcements that I wanted to make. I will make them now. If you want to stop listening, that's fine. Don't you dare. Uh, But, you know, come on, hear me <laughs> out. On. It's not going to take very long at all because I'm desperate to get back in my bed. Um,
1: and I'm cooking chicken intestines tonight.
0: The Blighty Day Fiance Facebook group entitled Blighty Day Bays, B-A-E-S, is officially... Opening on Thursday, September 1st. So I am very much looking forward. Um, I want to thank the mods and the admins ahead of time who are involved in that, who will be, uh, who have guided me through kind of forming the group and deciding what the guidelines are going to be. It's a fantastic group of women who you all will no doubt grow to love and respect and adore. Hopefully, Thanks, we can have some great conversations in there
1: i might even come along myself and i don't do the this no but, but i he, i might do it for the bays
0: yeah he's definitely and you know robin will um will certainly make appearances which you just said so i didn't need to say i'm trying to think oh yes happily ever after we're also covering the our recap of that will be available sometime towards the back end of the week.
1: Just started watching it. Haven't finished the episode yet.
0: Yep. Very excited.
1: Watching that with Alfie might get his opinions. (laughs) Once again, his name's not Alfie.
0: His name's not Alfie. We're, we are protecting his privacy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> until such time again, th- his In case fees, Jenny
1: comes clucking at him.
0: Yeah. His fees are extortionate and we Roll really boy. can't afford to keep paying for his appearances. So, um, once again, thank you. Every single one of you who has sent a message of encouragement, who has written a review, those, that contest is running until the finale of 90 day fiance UK. um, the, the, reviews 90 that, day the reviews that make us laugh the hardest will get personalized Night. tote bags Night. made by yours truly. They might take some time to arrive because they'll be shipping here from good old Londinium. Have a <laughs> wonderful week, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for writing. Socials at Blighty Day on Instagram and Twitter, BlightyDayFiance at gmail.com. I do read and respond to every message we receive except for the ones that say hey you gorgeous I'm looking for a sugar baby you don't have to do anything I just give you three thousand dollars
1: that one was for me
0: (laughs) 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 all right let's
1: wrap this lovely thing with of course Alfie's catchphrase see See you soon